Welcome to the Fatty Z Musky Podcast. I'm all alone here in the studio, except Ranger to my left. But I do have Vance on the phone. I don't know where he's at, what state he's in. He's somewhere. Vance, are you there? I'm in New York. Okay, he's in New York, everybody. Ah. And I have Todd Young also on the phone. He's in Pennsylvania right now. I'm in Pennsylvania right now, yes. So he's about equal distance south of me as he's normally north of me. Yes. So. Daughter's first day of school tomorrow, so I have to be here to get her on the bus. There you go. Then we're leaving school start. Yep. Mine starts first day of school for my daughter's Thursday, like first ever kindergarten. Oh boy. So it's nice. It's gonna be uh, an adjustment. So. Anyways. Yeah, fish probably took it easy this this week with everybody getting back into school across the nation. Probably. I mean, I never really paid attention to it much for the last, whatever that is, 15, 16 years when school started and not. I just know that in town it really sucks because we have a university there and the town doubles in size. And it's normally awful drivers. And it, before we moved, it was I was at a very busy intersection for the college. It was very entertaining to see how many kids are not prepped with snow tires. Yeah. Just sitting at the stop sign on a slight uphill spin and stuck. <laughs> People piling up behind them. And, oh. That's rude. That's like watching, enjoying somebody having a tough time uh, backing a boat in and that. I can't see, like, I can't yeah. literally be there the whole time giving them push. It's pretty dead up here, though. And I, I, I chuck that up to uh, school starting. It's nice. It's, no it, question. It's getting, it's getting good now. Mm-hmm. I know. But our summer sucked. Yeah. No, it was great. Yeah. It wasn't too, I mean, there was hot times, but it wasn't too terribly hot. August had been decent. We had, yeah, I mean, but that's two weeks, you know. It just is been crap weather entire time i remember my boat didn't dry for like six weeks straight remember that talk oh yeah how i haven't got rain in like eight weeks well like when when the when the season started oh okay horrible whatever we're going off on the tangent but okay fat az musky products you're going to hear a lot about fat az on this show because it's going to be we're going to talk about something that's that's happening. It's it's I think it's peaked, but it's coming down with timing. But uh com. we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Facebook has been really hot lately. Um jerk baits, gliders, soft plastic, rod holders, Project X. Give us a call if you're looking to set up a boat, you know, for nothing else I can give you a uh, price quote. You can shop around or whatever, but I'm going to go on a limb and say our rod holders are the best for muskie out there just because that's what they're designed for. They're, um, you know, if you're setting up a big Great Lakes boat, yeah, probably not ours. Ours will not be the best. But if you're looking for a good muskie fishing and then maybe some multi-species, ours will definitely fit the bill with some big advantages. So get in touch with me and uh, I can talk numbers, talk advantage, disadvantage, and even even if what you're looking for is not something that I feel would be the best, I will steer you to a company that will set you up the way you need to be set up. It's not about the sale. It's about getting it right. So 
Nice. Yeah. I turn a lot of people to different companies. Mm-hmm. Just this last week, for example, I sent a guy to Traxtech. There was another guy that I sent to Cisco. I sent quite a bit of people to Muddy Creek. So Muddy Creek Tackle, not Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Because Todd doesn't make rod holders that I know of. No. No. So anyways, check us out there. We also brought to you by Boshad, boshad.com. Paul's up and running. He's making baits like a madman. He has some cool stuff coming out. He's playing around, and um, he also sells the baits. And I saw Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo on Facebook. Had a nice big display up again of uh, just just a nice assortment of all of his baits. So you can find Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo on Facebook. You can find him online. They have an online store as well. And... Musky Tackle Online, which I skipped for the AZ. You can get AZ baits, mostly just Raptors, at Musky Tackle Online and Team Rhino Outdoors. But getting back to Boss Shad, Vance, you had a couple. You had a good day the other day. Yeah, we got someone Boss Shad. Uh, a nice one too. Kids. Yeah, yeah, we got a nice one on the Boss Shad. Uh, past couple of charters, we've been getting some hits on Boss Shads. Getting the fish in the net it's been nice they were hitting that mud puppy color uh, which all three of us love so much i don't think andy does as much as me and todd but hey i like it it's my baby that's the one you have to paint it <laughs> paint it all the time but it's better than goldie we love it <clears throat> no watch your mouth <laughs> um yeah but watch has been getting hit great baits Put some smiles on a lot of young kids in the boat this week. Uh, we've got some big fish, so check them out. I know Paul's working on a new bait. And he's, he's changing that double pull around. I, I elaborated a little bit last time. He's been doing the through wire. He's going to be mm-hmm. put. He's talking about doing some epoxy stuff, you know. So he's starting to, you know, it's it's the same bait, but it's really not. So it's like starting over, and you know, like. Like Todd and I were talking, we, we've brought up a couple times, you know, switching back to AZ real quick, the glider. We talked about the two-hook glider, and we might start playing around with that, but it's literally starting over, even though it's a bait that you've had made. So, you know, that yeah. stuff, that stuff you got to work out, so. and it's, Yeah, looking forward to those new baits Paul's coming out with, and uh, I'm sure if he picks some up, won't go wrong with them. That's right. So, again, that's another thing we need to talk about, though. That that through wire to eye screw. We're gonna we'll we'll touch base on stuff like that down down the line here. But we we've touched on it before. Yeah, but it's always fun to refresh it. We can refresh it. Yeah, out of control. The real. It is the out real of thinking there, but yeah, it is out of control. Yeah. So check them out. Boss Shad's awesome baits. Boshad.com and tell Paul that you heard it on the podcast. So that takes us to the guides. I don't care who talks, but someone other than me. Okay. I'll take over here. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishnguides.com. Fishing up at Chautauqua Lake. Vance and I still have lots of dates open for September, October, 
We'll see what November brings. I mean, they're filling in. I got lots of guys calling, been booking trips every day, but there's still openings. You know, Vance is, this is on his second season here. So it's nice when I get filled up, we ship him to Vance and he's doing a bang up job. Banging big fish, baby. <laughs> That's, that seems to be the catchphrase. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a question no, for Vance. Happening. I got a question for Vance. Last year was the year that we talked a lot about your boat. How has your boat been treating you this summer as compared to last? Real nice, man. Mm, it's been great. No issues. I, no issues. And All I, in setup. Yeah, I, I really, I love my boat now. You guys heard it yeah. here on the podcast. Even though last year was not what you would expect out of a new boat. It's just incredible for what I what I do on the lake, mm-hmm. and fishing in general. When you take a bunch of people out, you know we're not fishing with two fishermen all the time. You know, somebody drives, somebody works rods, somebody sets lines. It's myself, and that's it. We're never and, fishing with two fishermen, pretty much. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's that's actually true. Yeah, um, <laughs> and for what I do with it, the more I the more I'm in it day after day after day i really really appreciate the setup and you know the idea i have behind it the way that i wanted to run things it's just amazing putting people up on that front casting platform setting trolling spreads when we cast ton of space run around the boat it's awesome i i it's running great producing nice enjoy it now i'm gonna i'm gonna put you on the spot vance am i building you a windshield Nah. Okay. Nah. We'll we'll see when that first forty-five degree rainy day comes. Yeah, it's ask him. Ask him in October. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting there too because it's nasty. It, it's cold in the mornings and stuff up here. You know, forty degrees. August, you know, ridiculous, crazy. It's it's been a nice August for me. Ugh. <laughs> So, all right, I interrupted the guide talk. Anything else with the guides? Nope, we're ready to go. We got openings. We can still get you in. Give us a call. Perfect. And you guys can expect to use some St. Croix rods. We will be. Perfect. You know, they make, like, a lot of rods. You know that? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, for, for, sure. just, for, like, a lot of different kinds of fish. Best on earth. Uh, yeah, I, I, I remember every kind of every species. Yeah, I remember when I was little, like a medium light spinning rod. I I did know how to use them back when I was younger. Um, that would be like everything rod because you never really targeted a species. Then all of a sudden, it wasn't, people, yeah, you, you had to make it complicated and start buying dedicated setups mm-hmm. and spending all this money. Yes, but. St. Croix does it. They make it all. So check them out. Check it out. So, all right, Vance. Power rankings. Been doing it since the turn of the year. Sending you submissions. We'll get them in, uh, especially throughout the fall here when. Uh, but Andy not and today. In the studio. <laughs> not today. Just don't have anything in front of me um, when we're separated like this. But uh, get right into it. Sparks conversation. Sometimes it lasts the whole podcast. Um, 
But we'll get into it. Coming in at three this week, Andy, take it away. Oh, jeez. I thought I would have been number one with what we're talking about, but... Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I alluded already what this show is going to be about. And what, what it is is I would say... I don't know the actual definition of viral thread or a viral going, you know, whatever online, but we've had our, our our biggest Facebook post ever just take off. And I I don't want to downplay it, but videos like this we've put up before and other people have put up. I mean, the actual video has been done and Mm -hmm. Vance included Vance made the post. In fact, Vance did everything in the post. He took the video, he supplied the photos, and it wasn't like an elaborate description, but I checked my phone before we started recording. I think it was 137,000 people had seen it. I'm checking it right now, so I'm not a liar. So, yeah, it's something, something crazy like that. 137,418 people. Mm. I would say that's almost tripled our best post. Yeah. So it's a little bit weird because, and we're going to, we're going to probably address it more. So I don't really have to go too in depth. The, yeah, yeah. what, what comes with that and how, how should you address yeah. it? But anyways, a viral yeah. thread. It, it It's cool, but there's some stuff that's not cool about it. But overall, yeah, we've been busy. Yes, I've been pretty much copy and pasting a response because I know what everyone's asking. So, yeah. anyways. Yeah, and we'll get into some of the details of it. I mean, it's it's silly because... It's hilarious. I mean, because when we... Did we, this, we did this in... Two, I did look back. 2014. Mm-hmm. Is when we first put this same type video out there. Yeah. And I can't, it boggles my mind when, when, when this happened. Cause it's like, what, what where'd this come from? It, it, you know, it's already out there. We've been talking about it. You know, it's been through the musky road rules. It's been in musky hunter magazine. It's been every, I mean, it's been lots of people have been talking about it. Why now? That's what I don't understand, but it's all fun. It's great fun. Yeah. So, without going into way too too much, a viral thread. Yeah. Your first viral, if that's what you'd consider a viral thread, 137 and change. And that's going to keep growing as long as people keep sharing it, which it's been shared a lot. So. Well, we're not trying to go viral. Let's just throw that out there. We're just running... Yeah some small business here you know it's musky fishing niche market stuff you know so when this something like this happens out of you know basement companies which the majority of uh the the musky company is you know outside of that like you know some of the big names you could find in 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 like cabela's you know you know where you could just go and get a couple baits but you know when you're dealing with and and you know 137 is basement compared to if the Pittsburgh Steelers make a post. Oh yeah. gosh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, but and, and, and it's still in the musky industry. That's gotten pretty big. 
yeah, in the, in the I didn't market. know there was hundred. I didn't know there was hundred thirty-seven thousand people that cared that much about musky fishing in the United States. To be honest. Well, we're, what we're going to talk about is some of them don't even care about fishing. Yeah, interesting. So, well, think about up. that until we address it. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, coming in at two, Todd. I'm going with my same ranking as last week. The great musky story. I told everyone a great story of the 83. I think it was 83 inches. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting a, you know, you got to go quick here. I can't remember everything from week to week, but no, I think it was 83 inch or so. Vance and I had another neat musky story this week. Uh, Vance took, some, Vance took some guys out. and uh, Vance, you go ahead and take over. What happened? Your guy showed up? Yeah, yeah. I, I, he, uh, he's gone out with me a couple times now, and we went out trolling uh, for half day. Fishing's been really good. Got him some fish, and, uh, you know, the conversations were, were flowing, and um, he told me about his buddy last year. Or maybe two years ago. The two, cat, two years ago. Mm-hmm. A big 54. And I'm like, man, I'm like, really? That's crazy. I, I was like, uh, I'd love to see a picture of that fish. Um, and he's like, yeah, I'll pull it up for you. So I'm like, sweet, I'm going to see this 54-incher, right? Well, that's what you'd expect when someone says 54. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, it's all messed up. It's got this, uh, he, he was holding it on a, with, with, with on a, a bump board, grip. right? No, on a boga. Oh. And I'm like, uh, I was like, oh man, this is going to be one of those, uh. Top lipped bogas? Yeah. Like, you know, one of those fish that's like held vertical for a long time in a picture or something like that. But it's not. It's a perfect hold. And, uh, the laces were in, I, I see the fish and I'm like, Oh, that's, that's nice. That's nice. It, you know, probably was a legit 42, 43, something like that. I'm going to interrupt Todd. How big do you think that fish was just off the description? <laughs> yeah. I think Vance is pretty good on his guess at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, nice, nice. And, uh, I'm like, it's great, man. So I put it down, but then I, 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 I peek, I peek around it a little bit and, uh, I notice a, a familiar gunnel, <laughs> a familiar gunnel. Yes. Ladies and, like, and gentlemen of the jury, I ex- show you exhibit a. And, yeah. And, and I'm like, so he sends me this photo or whatever. And I, I sent it to, uh, to Todd and I'm like, you know, do you remember catching this? Do you, you remember catching this fifty-four? You never told me about because it was in, <laughs> it was in Todd's boat. It was on a charter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I, I saw you know the gunnel and I saw Project X in the background. <laughs> how how big was it? I can't I can't remember, but it wasn't well. Ladies and gentlemen, we have caught a 54 analogy talk. No, that's right. <laughs> it was not. It, yeah. We had a good day. That was a great day. Uh, as soon as Vance sent it to me, he said, 
Did, do you remember getting his 54? And I, re- <laughs> I, I looked in my phone. It's still on my phone. And I resent him a picture before it was cropped. And I, and I was like, yeah, those guys had a good day. They got five fish all over 40 that day. Nice fish. Up to like a big 47 or 48. I can't, can't remember. But that was not the 47 or 48. Uh-uh. That was but the 54. But I the picture. Yeah, the 54, I missed that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Easy miss. I just can't remember. I mean, I've slept, I've slept through 50, you know, 50-inch fish, but 54. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it was it was no. silly. It was funny. Van, as soon as Van sent me the picture, I was like, I think I still got it. I resent him. He's like, yep, I remember that fish. <laughs> yeah. That was silly, you know. Fishing silly. It happens all the time on this lake. Mm-hmm. And I believe it happens on all the lakes. I know it does, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Places I fish in Canada, I hear about the 60-some inches, and you see a picture, it's like, wow. Yeah, that was very fitting that we had a story come yeah. that quick after mm-hmm. that was on, yeah, on the podcast. But yeah, silly. And that leads us Great to number one fishing uh, stories. Great fishing stories. Oh yeah, keep them coming. <laughs> Enjoy it. Keep getting the fifty fours too, Todd. Mm-hmm. I'll try. <laughs> but uh, yeah, coming in at one uh, is going to be mine. And it is going to be the Project X. Ooh, I, I sense like a theme going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It does. It's just a game changer. It does what I wanted. What I when I first started trolling for walleyes on the weed line. When I first started fishing on Lake Chautauqua when I was a very young lad. Uh, Uncle would always say, you know, pull that rod forward, you know, give it a little jerk, little different action, you know, pulling that bait forward, pausing it, those walleyes or any of those fish follow behind it. And they usually, a lot of the times they would hit on that jerk. Um, and with the project X, it's doing it for you. And it's kind of tough to uh, hold a musky pole in the spread and, jerk those big lip plugs but uh sex does it for you it's it's incredible it's magic i've caught some really nice fish on it (laughs) yeah you've gotten like 350s on it Mm mm-hmm yeah that's a lot of 50s it's very nice for where we fish yeah Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm I mean, I, I, we could almost just carry this right into the show, <laughs> but where yeah, do you, where check do you... it out. Check it out. We're, we'll, you know, send in your power rankings. We'll get you involved. This one's kind of just uh, all set up for this main topic um, from the viral spread uh, of that post that was going on, and uh, so. Let's get right into it. Project X. Okay. That's the main theme of this week's show. And pretty much what we're going to do is we're going to not make it an infomercial, but we're just going to talk about the history of it because it's over four years old now. And, um, you know, I guess we're going to start off at the beginning, but 
I'm going to, I'm going to, this will be brought up probably more than one time. It is not for everybody. Um, I am building these one by one as needed. So it ain't going to be a $125 rod holder. So with that said, it's not for everybody, but we're going to talk about ways people have done the same thing in the past. So anyways, let's just kind of start out in the beginning. Um, it was at the Butler show, the last Butler show available. I think we did not have any rod holders out at that time because in fact, while building project X, one of the hurdles that was put forth, but let's just go in some conversations. The Butler show is a much smaller show. I mean, there was, there were some bigger name vendors there, but it it was always a nice local show. That it was a fishing show. It that's what it was supposed to be, but yeah, it was mostly muskies. So. It was mostly muskies. Yeah, and uh, it was put forth to me in more than one way. Can you make a rod holder that does this? And. I already kind of had some stuff in my mind. I'm like, well, someone's asking me to make this. Can I do it? I think I can do it. Well, so the that the Butler show, then what was it? Like a couple weeks later, there was the Muskie Max, the mm-hmm. first ever. Yes. So it was a very short time between the two. I want to think it was like two weeks, maybe a month. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was like Valentine's Day to the first week of March. That's. So, because that's where the Butler show always fell was like near Valentine's Day, which I never understood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they used to give away a flower to the women. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Uh, Let's let's spend Valentine's Day weekend at a musky (laughs) show show. to to watch. You can get a carnation. Exactly. And (laughs) and and then I don't know, but that that's just what it was, and it has always been a good show. But I was always yep. wondering why it was that weekend. Anyway, so within that two weeks, I had the first prototype going in the, the pole barn where we originally started broadcasting from. And, you know, you, you build something. And I can tell you this. I wasn't the first guy to ever build a machine like this. It's not like, oh, this is my idea. No, it wasn't, but I was making my own, and since it wasn't really popular, there's, like, nothing to copy off of, and that was even brought up once, like, a year later that mm-hmm. I had copied other people's, but we'll get to that point in the timeline. Um, so just just the normal lumps and bumps of building something from scratch, I'm like, I got to see if this thing's even strong, so... If anyone has seen me at the shows, I have these like blue whooping sticks that I use for my down rods. And I put a down east rod holder on this thing and I, I put it in there. I'm like, well, I got to see how well this thing works. Todd, do you remember what I did? Yeah, you hooked it up to a bucket of paint or something? It was a one gallon can of lacquer thinner. It was empty, but I filled it like half with water. Mm-hmm. And I had an old car battery and some jumper cables hooking everything up yeah. and I had a charger on it. And once it started, I remember you saying you turned it on and it was throwing the thing all over the room. It was like, 
one of those machines that you'd see on a cartoon where like they're like devising this evil device and once they turn it on you couldn't get near enough to shut it off i had it clamped to this my my cheap hundred dollar craftsman table saw thinking that it would be good i had i took like a counter from our press break at work and i just drywall screwed i'm like i'm gonna see how many times this thing clicks when that that essentially steel can of water you know so i had four or five pounds of water in this thing off this rod it's swinging the table saws bouncing and i'm just like what do i do (laughs) it's out of control it's taking over the world yeah so i got that under control and then i ended up like tying the string to like the foot of the the table saw or something to where it was it was anchored it was just flexing the rod so between i want to think between the musky uh what was it the butler show and the musky max butler show the butler show and the musky max but in that time mm-hmm. span i had i let it run for days on end essentially you, racking you up put about a spring counter on it yes i yeah. racked up about 500,000 cycles and i said well i think this is going to work so i had a starting point so from there, it was a complete design. Me sit down, which sounds really elementary, like I've just learned how to me sit down. Anyways, I sat down, <laughs> and I now had to make drawings. I need to make these parts to make these things going. I mean, I, I, I built one crude one, but now I want to try to manufacture this. So I spent a lot of time drawing up prints you spend a lot of time and you and i spend a lot of time talking and i'm doing you're bringing me back to this i'm pacing in my garage right now okay (laughs) because that's what i was doing when we were talking about it and going through what we were wanting the the end result to be yeah i I just noticed that that's what i'm doing i'm walking back and forth because that's what i was because you're you're in the same worn out concrete area (laughs) uh yeah but like it, it was a, a lot of stuff. Like you'll look at the finished product, and it, it, you know, like a saying we have at work is like people, you know, people will come in and they're like, "How much?" You know, you, you you did the job for them, and they're like, "How much is it?" And you're like, "We had this much in it." Well, how can it be? It's just right here. Well, no, there was more than it just being right here. And so, like a lot of the stuff was. You know, how are you going to mount the power source? How are you going to do this? How are, how far do you want angle-wise? How much rotation do you want? And all of this stuff you got to, you know, take into design. It's all got to fit together like a puzzle. And when it's all said and done, I look at it, I'm like, well, oh, there it is. How could it have been that hard? It's easy to forget about that. But, yeah. you know, so I remember, you know, we, we got, I think it was even that initial prototype. I, I had to do some some adjustments to it, but I have the video still, and I even on that video saying I need this for visual evidence. We took big like wood clamps and clamped it onto Todd's boat. Yes, we we literally were out there with sea clamps and stuff, putting it on the side of Todd's boat, and we're like, let's hope it works. Let's do it. And we were out there and we were pulling baits, and it was working, and. I remember it's on the video. I'll be like, I said something. It it 
it's doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I still is, have so those. At this, it, it, at this point, you guys are looking at this thing and like, I can't believe it. Well, for for me, it was just like I had a hurdle to to, to overcome. There's a mountain in front of me. I'm going to climb it. And for Todd, he's like looking at it as this is something that he had been talking about for how long? Yeah, I mean, he started fishing 25 years or something, you know, as soon as we started getting serious into trolling, talking about like, oh my gosh, can you imagine if we could just get that rod to pump a little bit? You know, we're, 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 we're casters in the back of our minds, you know, we're casters at heart. But we do troll a lot, and uh, you know, seeing that bait, even a little more than just the dragging, you know, just that. Can you imagine? I mean, Dale Wyland and I talked about it so many times. Man, how could we do this? Da-da-da-da. Dale, Dale had some rod holders that he had. The, he he would grind the uh, the teeth off it. So that would put it in a rod holder, it. and at, yes, so he he would sit there as he's driving the boat, pump the handle back and forth. Now, you know? if, if memory serves me on that story, he put that, that was like a Canadian thing because he was down to one rod. Yes. He yes. would put that rod exactly. between the controls and his steering wheel so he wouldn't have to I get mean, up. He had, yes, he has the one sitting right there. So he's holding the steering wheel in one hand, he's pumping the rod in the other. The other thing we would do is we would sit there and uh, I'd sit on the passenger side and I'd, I'd, I'd hold the line in my fingers. And just pull the line forward, let the line go slack. Pull the line forward, let the line go slack. I mean, we would sit there and do that as we're trolling. Did you ever have a fish hit it when you had the line (laughs) in your fingers? Oh, yeah. I mean, you just let go real quick. And you you lost your your first knuckle, right? (laughs) No, I haven't had that happen. But no, that's, uh, I mean, who, let's just take one little step back here. There's lots of stuff going. There's lots of talk about this right now. There's no one in their right mind that's a, that, it, that has ever trolled in their life that wouldn't think that is a nice little advantage there. That's a nice thing to have happening. Mm-hmm. It's not going to deter any fish. It's, it's going to do nothing but trigger a strike. And that's how this whole thing started coming about. You know, triggering more strikes. Yeah, when you're in Canada, you got one rod. You can sit there and hold that rod and pump it all day. I, I've, I've jerk bait trolled for hours before. Stood there, hold the rod, jerk, jerk, jerk. When I go to Canada, I probably would still do that. Uh, now you get into these other states where you're running a bunch of rods. I can't do that. I'm taking care of all these rods. Really nice on our little unit but I'm, i might be getting too far ahead here but uh yeah you so, can't yeah, deny yeah, you the look, fact you look, that, yeah. that's why people are so interested in it that's why the interest is there you uh, know it I don't, comes down to <laughs> go, going a little faster slowing down yeah that a that's, a di- that's a di- that's a pause that's a speed up you know t- turning the boat quick turns there's people that have eight balls on their steering wheels that are trying yep. to make these baits do something crazy because they're turning so uh, erratically. Yeah, but by um, eight balls, for anyone that didn't get that, I call them suicide knobs. 
Yeah, suicide knob yep. J-Pause. It's literally a, something you could put on your steering wheel. Boom, a circular device. And they are just turning like crazy. Boom, 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 boom. Hard left, hard right, hard left, hard right. To make those baits do something different down there. You know? So and it's all to trigger a strike. That's And, and that's, yeah, that's I, I guess. I started. I mean, it, it was an open-ended project. Everything was exposed. We had to put a four by four on the boat, clamp it. I had the rod locker open and we turned it on and it was working. And we went from there. We already did 500,000 revolutions. Yep. As Andy said, he called me, he would call me. I mean, I was pacing, thinking about it. Man, is it going to do this? Is it going to do that? And I was like, well, 500,000. He's like, do you think I could turn it off? I said, yeah, I would turn it off now. Let's go further. You know, it made it that far with a dead pool. Against the wall, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's what it was doing. So, so then you, you you stopped in and checked on it at lunch break a couple of times. Yeah, because I did not want my pole barn to burn down. Yeah, you didn't want to burn down your house because the battery. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even though yeah. it's a car battery, you still I, I could tell a difference from when I had it on a ten amp charge to a two amp charge how fast it would go, and I'm like, well, I could get another X amount of revolutions per hour if yeah. I had it on ten, but it wouldn't matter if I came home to a bi- big smoldering yeah. pile of ashes with, yeah. at that time, I think I still had the Crestliner, two boats that are down. I might yeah. not have, I don't know. It would have been close, but um, on that timeline. And so, you also remember the, uh, uh, that first time we used it, I mean, it was out of control. Oh God. Yeah. It was, it, it was too, it was way too much. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't that know what, like, yeah. You know, you have a cycle time. You do behind the scenes. Yeah, I remember. Like, like uh, you put that bait in the water, and it, it was like it, it was way too. I mean, it was way too fast and mm-hmm. going too far forward. I mean, it was totally out of control. Most baits wouldn't be able to take it, especially when you're trolling four or five miles an hour, and it does this. You know, I mean, it, it just rockets off. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's another thing that like I had to sit down and figure out. I was there with the like yeah. the stopwatch on my phone. How many times can this thing cycle at the fastest cycle? How long is the average cycle time? You know, because they're, they're just the way I'm doing. I'm not going to give all the mechanical things away. I had to do some timing things with it. So once I figured, once I hammered all that stuff out, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! So. We, we got all that um, kind of worked out. And one of the things that Todd said, and this was how the rod holders got born, and I may have said this already, but, you know, we weren't going to, and I might make some people mad, we were not going to trust a plastic rod holder on this because this is more than just a rod holder. We're not going to put a plastic rod holder and they're going to break. And then, oh, yeah, we'll just put another plastic one on there. So we went with the Down East. And Todd's, Todd brought up, he goes, I still need to be able to tip this because when I don't want to run the unit, I can still use it as a rod holder. So then I said, well, how can I make a down east tip, you know, be able to tip? So that's how it came about. It was actually the first tippable down east that we made was on, I think I made four of those Project Xs, two for you and yeah. two for me. And they, they were the first that had tippable you know, units on them and we still yeah. have those units. 
Yes. Actually, and I don't. And, and we, Vance we has tried mine. To, yeah. <laughs> I think actually yeah. I have <laughs> Yeah. And, 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 we, and, and we went through a bunch of different Oh, my gosh, the testing. To get there. Yeah. And it was, you know, I was like, Andy, this isn't working. This isn't. This is, seems to be working nice. You know, and I can remember the conversation when Andy said, I think I have a rod holder people might be interested in. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm interested. It's mm-hmm. all coming from the origins of Project X. It, it's kind of like, even though Project X right now, it, it has its roots and, and it's, it's, it's an oak tree yeah. in my eyes. It's going to be slow growing from the get-go. But like NASA, they might be shooting to go somewhere in space, but the things that they make to get into space might be like really good for like normal civilian life. And that's that's how the rod holders came from Project X. Was, mm-hmm. It was this bigger thing. So I made some of those up. So we, we get through the summer. After I, man, on the manual machines, made it, I, I, I came up with some really cool ideas on how to secure everything in there. And it's not like rocket science, but they're just very basic. Everything goes together real nice and neat. Todd and I go out, and I remember you, this was still a secret for, for most people, yes. but we, we did talk to an attorney about getting a patent in and stuff like that. So the big thing was, was that you, and... If anyone here remembers me talking about the baits, the like copying bait podcast, uh, a lot of this came came from you know this what I'm talking about now. This attorney is you can't really throw a patent on something that you've already released to the public. So after he's like, you got to keep it under wraps, but you also got to test it, and you can't test it like in your own private lake because you probably don't have a private lake. So yeah, you know it was just. I didn't get this, but Todd did. He'd be driving down the lake, and remember, tell the story about Dale when he found out. Oh, jeez. Do you remember I mean, that I, one? I can't. I, I, I'm not okay, sure. Okay, I'll, I'll set it up. Dale, yeah. as far as I know, doesn't know that you have those or they're even made. It was that same mm-hmm. summer that it was, you know, that's late winter is when I made them. That summer, mm-hmm. I think it was right before your friend's tournament, Nick's tournament, pre-fishing yeah i remember that and todd's going down the lake i don't know if he had a client or not and here comes dale coming at him two ships passing in the day and they're close enough to each other they recognize each other and the rod oscillates and what todd told me he looked up and dale just had this giant grin on his face The biggest downfall yes. was 10 yes. seconds after Dale passed, it got hammered by a fish. Yes, it did. Yes. <laughs> you did not land that fish. No. But no, we didn't land it. it Dale, Dale, yeah, yeah I, I remember now because I told Dale we're going to have, I got something I got to show you this weekend. Yeah. And it was, everyone's been in that situation where you're like, and it doesn't matter. You could be next to a pontoon boat full of bikini-clad women or a whole bunch of fishermen, you're like, if any time I catch a fish, let it be right now. <laughs> and it was off by 10 seconds or so. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so that that happens, and then all of a sudden you went to, to your, your friend Nick's and people started mm-hmm. walking to your boat to yeah. see what was yeah. going on because the cat's out of the bag. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so that it, it's just now things are grumbling, you know, in the underground up here. And so we get we get through the year and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, you know, the guy that made the little whale looking baits has some traction because that's all I was, was the initially the guy that the made the, soft, the baby whale, which was the swimmer. <laughs> And, um, which is now the big thing, the paddle tails. Yes, it is. Yes. Mm. Big companies are making it now, but anyways, so continuing on, (laughs) we, we get it to the point to where it's almost show season and we talk to the attorney some more the whole time, you know, there's conversation going on and he's like, you can't take it to the show without getting your provisional patent. And we're like, what's that take? And like, I'd say the two weeks prior to it, he's like, it's crunch time. We need this now. It's going to be really hard to push it. We actually got our provisional patent the day before the Ohio show. Yeah. Yep. And we were put into a booth that was less than ideal, but it was, we still got a great deal in the booth, but it was mm-hmm. ju- just the way the flow was. They're either going down the main drag or into the bigger room. But, it didn't take long for people to see that rod that went left, right, left, right. And do you remember those crowds? They'd be standing yeah. like three steps back. Yeah. Just far enough you couldn't engage it, but there's just like a mob of people watching it. Yeah. Never even talked to us. Yep. And uh, watching. Watching. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, and, and I... We will never know for sure, but there were people that were avoiding us because of it. Yeah, and there, oh, yeah. and, and and you know, we started seeing the I, I don't the venom that people can put out. Mm-hmm. Even if even if you and I'm not throwing anyone under the bus here. There will be you know there are people that I considered fishing acquaintance friends. That, you know, you might send an email once in a while or a personal message mm-hmm. on a form or whatever, even saying things you're like, why would you say that? You know, it, yeah. but so we had some, we had some made at this point. I had, I had my, my blueprints where I wanted them. So I got everything where I want. Now we can let the CNCs make them rather than me doing them on the manual mills. And that following year. This would have been when Todd finally had some good ones, not the super crazy C-clamped ones. You started, and I'm doing air quotes, banging fish baby. Yeah. And yep. you, you kept a tally. Yeah, in the early season, those two rods outproduced the other four. And throughout the season, ended up being about even for the season. So two, two, two rods against four, two on inline boards, two, two down rods, two on the axes. That year I kept really good, and I ran them really hard that year. Uh, so two equaled four. Two to, so that's two to one strikes. Two to one strikes. Now, that early season, and, and this is weird. Early season was, was, was incredible. Memory serves me, it was six to one. Yeah. At time, yeah, I was in the it was I was in the upper twenties and single digits and on the other four rods. Early season, clear water, shallow water, 
that's what it was. Yeah. So it, it was just nice to collect that data because really like the, how it happened was that early season, I think Chautauqua was still the third week in June or something. Yes. Yes. So it was, it was a late opener mm-hmm. and you were six to one, but at the end of the year you were two to one. And mm-hmm. what happened was, is as fall approached, your planer boards really started picking it up. So yeah, this, you know, it put it in reality. Like, so we, we just built this. We've had it over a year with it. We've got some interest Some people have seen it. Some people even, you know, got them for their boat. And where, yeah. where it initially took off was Greg Thomas put up a, like extremely grainy, horrible video. And that was like the initial burst on onto the yeah, scene. Yeah, he did it on purpose. It was like a fuzzy video. He did it on purpose. Yeah, it was like a little mystery yeah. there. And yeah. Yeah. it was... I had been accused of... I'm trying to think how I can word this. People were saying that so-and-so has this in their boat, and you stole it from them. And my response was, I don't know who so-and-so is, let alone where their boat is. Yeah. And, you know, but I guess, so after that, you know, things settled down because I just came around and said, hey, call me. If, if you really believe that I took this from you, give me a call and we'll, let's, let's compare notes here. And that person actually did, and we we had a great conversation, and and things were cool, but it it started opening the door of now this online, you know, anonymity kind of you can just yeah. So, anyways, early season, hot. Mid season, still good. That fall, your planer boards just were dominating. So. Mm-hmm. end of the year it was almost it, it i guess where i was going with that was it brought it back to reality that yeah it's still a tool you know tool. you probably don't I knew it wasn't going to be it's not going to be magic it doesn't catch them it doesn't catch every fish all the time i mean we knew that right it, it's like a downrigger you could go buy a downrigger but if the fish are in three foot of water spawning that downrigger is useless mm-hmm. but if they're out a hundred feet deep well, that's a really good way to go 100 feet deep with 130 feet of line. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is a tool for the fishermen. And the following year, I think the spring held very similar numbers. The summer held very similar numbers. In the fall, mm-hmm. it worked out about two to one. So we have two years worth of data that says it's like this. Now, we've had years like this spring you there were weeds everywhere it was very difficult to keep running yeah it you know if you if you can't keep your lines clear it's probably not good to have a rod holder that's gonna jerk into a big floating mat of weeds and how many rods did you break (laughs) yeah i broke i broke the real seats and things like that the real seats it's hard on the real seats but, you know, that, that all came down to also the fact that, you know, I'm chartering and I'm running 
I'm running six poles and running the boat. Uh, when I go to Canada or if I was fishing on my own with some friends, I would, you know, you would take the time to keep that thing running. Sometimes I don't have time to babysit it, you know. Uh, I want to back us up okay. because you, you you brought up something that was that I skipped over because I'm sitting here going through the timeline. And mm-hmm. one of the things that, like for me, it's still like, okay, I made it. I still have yet to catch a fish on one. Yeah, that's the, that's the insane thing. And we make we make casting lures, we make jerk baits, we make swim baits, we make glide baits. That's our product line, and then we make rod holders. We don't make a really a lure to put in a rod holder. And Project X is the same way. And another thing we never talked about, you know, Andy and I talked about this. Uh, Back when we started making them, I was like, I don't even know if they're going to be legal. And we've heard that many times here in this last. Yeah, we're going to discuss. Of, okay. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk because it's it's fitting yeah. right now. Okay. So we, I was like, I don't even know if this thing will even be legal. So we took, I took the time to where we were going to be fishing. I talked to the people in the fisheries in the state of New York and Pennsylvania and Ontario, that's the main three places. And I told them what we had, what we were going to do, and what they thought would just be legal. Every single Ontario, New York, Pennsylvania all said, see, no problem with it. There's nothing, you know, that there's nothing, there's nothing out there. So there, there is no law against it. Since then, we sold them to people involved in the fisheries, working with the fisheries. Uh in some of these states mm-hmm. because they felt that, you know, when they saw it, they're musky fishermen too. They were musky fishermen and they're just like, I need to have this. So that's all we can say about that. I know you guys might want to get more in depth on it, but there was a lot of questioning about the legality of it. Uh, Obviously, things change. I haven't talked to anybody in the last three or four years, but I don't think there's been a law written about a trolling mechanism like ours because I don't think there's another one out there yet. <laughs> like ours. They're, they're, like ours. Upon yeah. digging, you know, this would be something I, I should back up to like year one. Upon digging, there have been devices Yes. that essentially are doing the same thing but not anything like the way we're doing it so i got and 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 we searched i searched you searched and our lawyer searched yes to find something and there was it was was not infringing on anything it was not it was different it's different yes something that hadn't been done so we were allowed to continue with the process and put it that i mean that's what we were told. Yep. So going going back to year number two, when, Todd, you went to Canada, and, yes. and this is what solidified the fact that I'm like, oh, we got something here. You and your nephew, Trevor. My nephew, Trevor. Yep. Do you remember you went to the, to the lakes the same mm-hmm. time Dale went? Yep. 
Do you remember some of those fish tallies? Because I, I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I remember pretty good. I mean, it was not a good week. We had three boats in our group. Dale was there. I don't remember if it was only Dale's boat or another boat, but the fishing was very slow. This is what I remember. And, uh, yeah, Dale the, had the two others slow. on his boat. He could run three rods. Yeah. You had your yeah. nephew. You could run two. Mm-hmm. I think that there was yeah. a day that Dale's boat got skunked. Mm-hmm. You got six. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I can't remember. I know at the end of the week, you know, I know that, uh, I mean, we're going to be bluntly honest here. My, I had one, we had one on each side of the boat, the original prototypes and, uh, mine, mine went down. I had a, I, I, mine, mine, you uh, had a mechanical failure. I had a mechanical failure. And what happened? uh, yeah, the next three days, I watched my nephew catch almost every fish. Yeah, we ended up with like 30. I think we had 34 that week. And the other few boats that were fishing were in like the 10 range. So your boat and pulled the weight yeah. of the other boats. Yep. And you were... It happened even down one for half the trip yeah and that one did not get hit much i was you know there's always little competitions we had a whole group of guys we had three boats so i'm not the only one (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's like biggest fish most fish i was way ahead of trevor with the most fish and the biggest fish mine went down on like tuesday wednesday and uh my nephew because we had we had driver's side, passenger side back then. Yep. And uh, I did have that difference. Yes, his passenger side. Uh, by the end of the week, he won big fish and most fish. He got his best fish, great forty nine. That was our biggest fish of the trip, forty nine. Uh, and it was it was all about the X. Hmm. Which, I know the next time that I know the next time that Dale went up there, he had them. We'll put it that way. Two of them, <laughs> two of them, and yeah. a sticker on his boat. <laughs> yeah, which was yeah. a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I skipped over something that I really wanted to hit on during year one, when we're like, we got to come up with a name for this. So as as the conversations went on the phone, I was just like trying to keep it secret like lake x we're just i'm like hey project x like being all dumb code wording it just stuck (laughs) that's how the name came about was we just called it that as it's it's a project like a government project but we can't Mm -hmm. identify what it is so we called it x and um also, X kind of, is, if you look at it, could represent a rod oscillating if you looked at the extremes. Yeah. So, anyways, that that's how the name came about. Yeah, and it just stuck. We never did name it, actually. That's what we called it. I remember us having those, those conversations, and I was, what are we going to call it? This, that, and everything. It was like, let's just go with it. Yep. Let's just call it Project X. That's what we've been calling it all along. <laughs> yeah, and... yeah. 
it, it's kind of stuck now. I really like it when like the X rod, like mm-hmm. the X factor. Mm-hmm. It's just like oh, there's a little yes. bit extra going on on this one. So exactly. Anyways, taking that through, you know, there's been some stuff. You know, uh, Tony and Greg have taken it road rules. It's been all over the place, and by now we thought everyone has seen it. Mm-hmm. Like it was the done deal. This it was is what it is. Yeah, it's 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 not lost its steam, but it's just found its pace, and that's where it's going to be. And Vance, where did you shoot that video? Canada. Okay, Canada, 2017. Mm-hmm. And you had those fish, and like three weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to put up a post. You want to do a description or whatever, and we just. You know, I, I'm like, yeah, but I want to kind of see what, what we're talking about so to kind of fit everything. And you're just like, I did it. I'm like, okay. Now my phone <laughs> is just, I'm like, oh, let's see what's going on Facebook right now. I'm like, oh, I got like 30 notifications. What what just happened? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, look I at that. plan. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, wow, Vance, you know, there's 18,000 views on this. The next day, yes. it's like thirty-five thousand views. The, I'm like, what? What's? And it just boom, 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 boom. I'm like, well, okay. We're. I'm like, I want to hit a hundred thousand views, and this was at eighty-five thousand at this point. I put it on flea market. I shared it, and from eighty-five to one hundred thirty-seven in like two or three days. From, yeah, you said. Uh, you said it'd be neat to see if we could see if it got to a hundred, and the next thing, by the time I looked, it was at like one ten. Yeah, and you know, in the description, there was never discussion of price, which mm-hmm. led to me being inundated with emails, personal messages, and and, and the page messages. <laughs> And just discussing things and, you know, looking at the comments, you know, most of the comments are people tagging other people. And some of the comments, and I'm not going to pull them up to read them, but I'm just going to, you know, at least in the spirit of what the, what the, uh, the comments were that had us laughing and scratching our heads. Um, one fella suggested that, this was the reason he quit fishing. Um, I, I have a really, feeling you that must not like fishing all that much. He, I would think that, but this was also probably the first time that he saw it ever, and yeah. he was he was not from this continent, based off mm-hmm. of what I could see, <laughs> and so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I would really like to engage this guy. However. If he quit fishing the moment that he saw that video of it pulling that king, uh, a wily king, what is it like three times or something in the video? Yeah, it yeah. just it it was a short video, mm-hmm. and if if the day I could just see him scrolling through Facebook looking, ah, oh, this is cool. What I'm done. Throws his phone <laughs> yeah. and just walks out to the trash can with all his fishing stuff and throws it in the garbage. I can't compete with that. I, I, yeah, this is the why I quit fishing. I'm like, well, 
I just got a funny visual. I'm going to let this one go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the some of the and there's been multiple. I'm not trying to hammer on anyone. Just some stuff that's noteworthy. No. no. Um, this should be illegal, and yes. you know, on one hand, I can't see why it would be illegal, and 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 even some people came to bat for us on this because it was brought up that. Well, couldn't you just Well, I I responded I should say to the effect of <laughs> you say trolling should be illegal? Yeah. And then they like no, these should be illegal. And then other people pile on like, "Well, can you put your boat in neutral and then put it back in gear?" That's essentially doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Could you turn left or right? That's essentially doing the same thing. So I sit there and scratch my head. I'm like, oh, well, is this, this really shouldn't be illegal because everyone turns left and right. Not everyone puts the boat in neutral and stuff, but I just. Speed up and slow down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can, you can just change throttle. Um, but I sit there and wonder, I'm like, is this. And, and we all know what it is. I don't have to explain why that was said. But mm-hmm. it's still, it, it's almost like a knee jerk. And then some, what was it? There was another person that's like, I don't even fish. And, and then they made a comment after that. And they're like, then why are you commenting if this yeah. really has yeah. no impact on you if you don't fish? Um, the, anti-troller, the anti-trolling people, the cast only guys, they really hate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the lazy way. Yeah, that's been like this is lazy, and they're like, yeah. Uh, some Troll- are like, trolling's lazy to begin with, and that's really lazy. This is lazier. <laughs> yeah, which I don't understand. The laziest, yeah. <laughs> <You're> lazy. <laughs> the, the lazy way of trolling, in my opinion, is the guy that just throws the bait out and just drives the boat. Like, don't mm-hmm. even check the bait. Just if it's dragging with a five pound thing of weeds on it who cares that's doing nothing so as as i sit there and read that you know read the comment i'm like huh the lazy way and you want to respond to the effect of because you have to reel in all these massive fish it's catching is yeah i mean again it's not magic but i'm like so this is lazy because it increases your catch rate yeah statistically it increases your catch so i'm like huh yeah Okay. And, and it, Vance there first to believe me, a casting trip with where we're fishing is a way lazier trip for me than a day that I take guys trolling. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree, Vance? One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, man. You're doing a lot of yeah, but it's just yeah. This is it's, it's all. This is good. This is a good. Uh, <laughs> So, another person let forth, you know, actually a, a handful of people have said roughly the same thing. What will they come up with next? An app, a robot, pay someone to now catch your fish. So, is there an app that will do this? Well, okay, well, I guess that's a stretch from a rod holder that just moves off a timer to now having an app. And now what? You don't you – know, the, the, the comment of – yeah. You don't even have to leave home. Well, I think you do because your boat 
won't be in the lake if you're yeah. if you're home. The only thing the, the only thing the only thing X is the only thing X is doing is triggering maybe that extra strike for the day, or maybe a couple extra strikes for the day, or maybe the only strikes of the day. It, but it's the same as being in a fixed position rod holder. You just pick it up out of there. It's just triggering the strike. Mm-hmm. And it's allowing it's allowing people to do that while they're running some other rods or doing whatever they want to do. Uh, it's not. It's no different than catching one on a, on a, on a regular troll. It's triggering strikes. Anybody who doesn't think, anybody who has ever spent any time muskie fishing, that can see what that does, what what, what the X does, and we're not doing an infomercial, but. I would say from the beginning, I don't know that I'd buy one, but I would say they, they are totally in denial. If they don't think that that, that rod is going to get hit more often than the others. Total denial. Because every single person out there, everybody listening, you can think about it. What do you think? Which, which rod would you bet on? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Right there. That's it. <laughs> so... Yeah, that that is. I'm say, I I don't know if I'd buy one, but damn, I wish I wish I had one. <laughs> exactly. That's probably yeah, what exactly. most exactly. And yep, exactly. I I guess it, it's a it, great tool. It's high priced for a reason. It's an incredible tool. Yes, it's like a, it's a, it's just like a depth finder on your on your dash that are, are reaching four figures and not now. Believe me, uh, Andy and I would want, I mean, I wish nothing more than we could offer those for a much less price. But only, only you, you but. can't be strapping $100 bills to the things and shipping them. No, no, exactly. That's just it. But they're not for everybody. Yeah, we have half the price of the, you know... You can get an electric downrigger for a thousand dollars, and that just takes a cannonball up and down. Yes, and kind of like what Vance was talking, and, and it's it's one of the things when people engage us at the shows because there tends to be a lot less hate when you're actually face to face with somebody, and and some people. I don't think we've ever seen any real hate when we've been sitting there talking to anybody. <laughs> No, there have been people like scoff at the price. Yes, but then yes. this this is just what what was what's brought up, and and again, not an infomercial, but it's food for thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people, and it's surprising how many have the big ten and twelve inch fish finders, and mm-hmm. those are. I'm just going to ballpark a price. I'm not looking it up right now. I'm going to say twenty two hundred to thirty five hundred. Mm-hmm. And if you would have bought the seven-inch thousand-dollar or twelve-hundred-dollar unit, it's the same same internals. It's just a screen smaller. Yes, you could have had enough money, and in some cases, money left over to get the seven-inch screen and an X that will get you more fish. That yes. ten and twelve-inch screen is not going to catch you any more fish. It's the same picture. It's the same picture, only 50% smaller. smaller. Yeah, 30%, yeah. 50% smaller. Yeah. And they look cool. Oh, they look incredible. I'm not going to lie, but I look at my dash, they I'm like, cool. 
There's no room. I barely have a room for my seven inch screen. <laughs> and but that's that's really and a lot of people that that are there like yeah I can understand that now. Now yeah I am sure that Lawrence Hummingbird Garmin name name your big your big electronics probably get the same hate. They're like. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I guess I've never looked at their stuff. I could care less what people comment on that stuff. They're like, you're punching these things out by the thousands. How can it be three thousand dollars? That would be something I'd say. Yeah. How can it be this yeah. much money? You probably yeah. don't it, have four hundred in it. It, it, it. If the seven-inch screen is twelve hundred, why <laughs> is the twelve-inch screen thirty-two hundred? Mm-hmm. So that screen and that injection molded housing. Is yeah, two thousand dollars. Yeah, and th- th- that's the price difference in a lot of that stuff. Yeah, but a lot of people have big screens and multiple. But a lot of people, have, yep, one and, in the front, back, mm-hmm. in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's it's just I think fish finders have become a staple, and that people just accept that. And uh, I guess. The, the, uh, another comment, and this will kind of be like left, would be, I don't even know how it's worded, but, um, it, you know, other than the cheating, lazy, this and that, should be illegal. I, I had since responded that for the fish's sake, it should be illegal because they freaking nail it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I guess I, I'm going to continue on with that. I didn't write this anywhere. Was and and Todd, this was primarily your idea. Was I yeah. hope they ban it from tournaments? Yeah, because then I can say from an organic standpoint that AZ, the collaboration of Todd and I with outside influences, created something that was so beneficial for the Incredible. fishermen. You know, deadly on the fish. Yeah. That you cannot use it while fish finding. I mean, while while fishing yeah. tournaments. While, while tournament fishing, yeah. And um, that would just be cool to be able to say you did that. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. because on one hand, I really don't care if anybody else has them. Again, I yeah. haven't even caught a fish on them, but it would be nice to know, like, yeah, I got the advantage over everyone else out here. We have a, a a tournament professional uh, walleye guy, and it was local tournaments. But so far, he this year I haven't talked to him in the last month or so. He fished two local tournaments. He won first place in both with big fish in both. Now he didn't bring home tens or even you know hundreds or even tens yeah. of thousands of dollars, but it still was a local thing. Would he have normally won those? I don't know, but he won them big fish walleye i don't know how well they do on lake erie like really long line and stuff i'm sure they do something yeah you're going so slow i yeah but you know i guess that kind of that will lead me into i think we could keep going for another hour but i'll I'll try to keep this um some of the things to consider i'll I'll do this I'll, i'll i'll go this route for those who want to do this on a budget, we've already talked about turning the boat left and right. You're speeding up and slowing down rods. 
That's one way to do what Project X does. Another way to do it is you can hold the rod and jerk it. Another way you can do it is like we talked about with Dale. You can modify one of your rod holders now, just knowing that you're probably going to wear it out quicker, but it's there. And I've, you know, we've seen other devices that clip onto the line and will like run mm-hmm. windshield wipers to pull them with releases. That's another way of, of, of doing it. There's more than one way to skin this cat. But however you want to do this, some things to consider would be what baits are you using? If you're putting a plow on it, on, on let's just say you're jerk trolling it, it's going to be harder for you to pull it than, say, a worm harness. And so when you go to pull that plow, more than likely your rod's going to bend a lot. And you get yeah. done with your pull and you go straight. That rod absorbed a lot of your your motion. And what I like to call it diluted the action to mm-hmm. the bait itself. If you do it with a worm harness with the same rod, that worm harness is just going <laughs> to rock it forward. So you are playing with a little bit of a buffer with the rod. The other thing, so a softer rod is going to flex more and it's going to not give the action to the bait. However, you also don't want a straight, you know, broomstick, you know, lack of a better term. And because you need some give when you're fishing. So anyways, the other thing to consider is how long is the rod? When you sweep the rod on, let's just say you had a fishing rod that was two foot and you sweep it forward you might get a couple feet of sweep. But you let's say you have a 20-foot rod, you're going to get a ton more sweep. Now it comes into, well, how stiff is the rod? How much sweep does it have? What kind of bait yeah. will it do? You know, if you have a bait that only dives down six feet and you pull it and it doesn't really want to dive any deeper, it's going to rock it forward and then come back. If you have a bait that's like, I can still go deeper with more speed you might get some downward motion and maybe not so much forward. You'll get some, but there's a lot of dynamic yeah. going on there that people need to consider. Yeah. Other thing. We that, have this dialed in, you know, like Vance, myself, Dale. I mean, we have dialed in what, what that X can do mm-hmm. with the, with the, with the rods we're using. We've seen videos. We've had people send us stuff, uh, they're not they're not getting the same reaction we're getting out of the baits because of the equipment they're using in the X. Big, 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 big factor. Yeah. Just it, something you know, something to think about, something for everybody to think about. And, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't take a uh, ultralight ugly stick and throw an eight no. inch jerk bait with it, would you? Exactly. And that's exactly what people are doing with their trolling, you know. We we heard just going down to basic trolling. I got a twelve foot rod, downrigger rod. You know, I, I yeah, I got a twelve foot downrigger rod, and it, it's bent over. It's it's almost touching the back end of my down rod. Well, it doesn't matter if it's. I don't care if it's thirty feet long. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's bent clean over, I mean, you got to put a little. You got to put a little. It, that video that Vance did, this this viral out there. He's got a nice stiff out rod. That's what's making that thing snap. I mean, that's a. That's an eight-inch Wiley. How fast, Vance? Probably close to five miles an hour. Absolutely. And and, and I, on that it's video, snapping it. 
on that video, notice the bait's there wiggling, and everyone watches it pull forward. Watch what the bait does when the rod goes back. The bait almost stops wiggling at the joint. That's mm-hmm. what we're trying. That's what. That's the effect you're trying to get with this thing. Yep. I think. That's what I tried. To, that, that's what Andy and I were going for, like when we first did it. I was like, I want this thing to snap. I want it to stop. Just like a jerkbait. Yep. Poof. Boom. Boom. Yeah, and we figured and, roughly, just rough math, and, and I'll explain to you how we arrived at this. When we were doing four and a half and we watched the bait pull forward and when it came back, if the bait stopped moving, we could say that and in and, and in the ballpark, the forward stroke is the same speed as the backstroke, roughly. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. the backstroke has the bait stop at four and a half, that means that rod is coming backward. The tip is going at least four and a half miles an hour back. So if you're going four and a half and the rod oscillates forward, that bait, if using just basic reasoning, is now jumping up to nine miles an hour for half or three quarters, maybe even one second. I never timed. Well, I probably did it one time, but I don't remember now. It's going four and a half, nine to zero, back to four and a half, once the line and everything catches up. So, and like I think Tony Grant wrote in the first Muskie Hunter article after he had the best two or three days fishing of his life using it, that it's like you could do it manually, but you're not going to do it 5,000 times a day. Yeah, <laughs> and who would want yeah. to even pay someone to do that? That's a lot of sit-ups. Yeah, <laughs> and anybody that knows me, I'm probably they probably could guess I'm not good at sit-ups. <laughs> but it's not for everybody. But it's just no. it's the background story of it, and I was shocked to see how many Facebook users are seeing this from not the United States. I have hmm. to click on C translation because I don't know what language it is. Yeah. People commenting. Not that it's bad. I just, I'm, I'm shocked yeah. at the amount. So, but that's the background story. Should anyone have seen this on Facebook and wants a little bit more information, you just got an hour solid of me talking about it plus a little bit of hinting at the beginning um <laughs> was there anything that i missed vance i don't think you- it's legal you know it's legal it's out there it's a great tool if you're really into trolling really into fishing you can't go wrong with it i will say I'm this not into, and i'll say this i'm not into i'm a caster but I'm not into casting, trolling, whatever, suckers. You know what I'm into? Catching muskies. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm into. Mm-hmm. When I take guys out, I, I want my clients to catch fish. I'm going to use... That's what it's about. 
Yeah, we've been saying this for years, but if anyone else listens to the Meat Eater podcast that Steve Ranella puts out, he recently had a uh, uh, some guides on there talking about fishing, and they 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 said the same point as we did. But I didn't want anyone that's like, oh, you copied it, so I at least cited it. They talked about if you cared so much about the fish, you would not fish for them. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that was another one of those basic things like it's going to hurt fisheries will then stop fishing. And the other thing yeah. is, I know where all of the X's have gone, and more than likely you've never seen one, and more than likely it's not going to affect any of the waters that you've, yeah. you fish, yeah. which is yeah. another one of those oh, things like that is, I'm not going to mention the name, but there is a guide that is getting hounded in the muskie community about certain things. And uh, I sit here, I look, I'm like, I might not agree with that, but however, your 26-hour drive from me, do what you want because I'm never going to catch that muskie. <laughs> yeah. It's like not in my backyard and you're far enough away. Yeah. But um, You're setting a bad example for the youth. Yeah. Th- we are. Thinking- by, using, by using the X, we're just showing how to be lazy. Complete disregard for the fishery. <laughs> oh, man. Fun stuff. Great tool. Check them out. We yeah. smoked a lot of fish on the X. It's not for everybody, but I hope I've at least given, given some other alternatives that people may not have even thought of that they're actually doing it, like turning the boat, throttling up, throttling back. And another thing... And it's, I'm not even going to go in that route, but rod holders that tip essentially is like a vertical Project X. You can get a change of depth. Those fish will be looking for other things. Speed up, speed back, movement left, movement right, up or down. It's something different. So um, there's going to be something when I'm done recording that I'm like, I wish I would have said this, but... um, you already heard, heard us talk about ourselves the whole show. So, yeah, Boshad, Boshad, you got to do that every once in a while. Yeah, yep. I, I think it was fitting just because so many people had seen it. Mm-hmm. Our loyal listeners would might question, but maybe not want to email or message us. They can now at least hear the story of it. Yeah. Yep. So. Okay, BossShad.com. Check him out. Paul Frischario, he's making a really great bait for trolling. Works really well on the Project X. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. That's the last time I'm mentioning X. Um, <laughs> with that, you can find his baits, BossShad.com, Musky Tackle Online. You can also find them, Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo, Ravenna, Ohio. Brick and mortar store, you can walk in, you can walk out with a whole bunch of Boss Shads. I suggest you do that if you're in the area. If not... Look them up on their their store. They got a Facebook page. Paul also has his own Facebook page for Boss Shad. Just do a search and you'll probably find it. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Call now. Reserve your trip. You heard them, both of them, on the show. That's who they are. Just them two. One, two. And St. Croix Rods, best on earth. Check them out for your fishing rod needs. And uh, thanks for listening. Good luck fishing.